Hi there, friends. Okay, so I'm gonna try this again. I went to a workshop today called Relationship with Yourself, and I feel like I kind of walked away with some insights, and I just really enjoy reflecting um, after, you know, getting to kind of share with other people, and I like being able to verbalize my thoughts. I found that when I do it this way, then there's like moment, like spontaneous moments that come up and I'm just like, whoa, I never even thought about it this way. What I kind of learned about, thought about today, you know, in terms of the workshop is this idea of radical self-honesty, radical self-acceptance, and radical integrity. And I see it as three stages, like one, two, three. You can't get to the next level without having done the previous step. And the first step, self-honesty, just being really honest with myself. And I think I spent the past few years being very dishonest to myself in terms of the extent to which my addiction was driving me. Like, first of all, I wasn't willing to accept that I had an addiction. Nobody around me... Like, people around me knew that I had a really tumultuous love life. And my closest friends, you know, they obviously knew. But I do a really good job of pretending like everything's okay. And it, I don't know, like, I kind of don't, now I'm at a point where, like, I kind of don't like that I do that because it prevents me from connecting with others on a more authentic basis on a deeper level because I'm not like super open about it. But then, I don't know. Um, so yeah, so a lot of lying to myself and like telling myself that there wasn't a problem and that all the problem was the guys that I dated and not me. It was the guys who were emotionally unavailable. But I was the one going after them. And it got to a point where I I was starting to see more emotionally available people and I was forced to confront the fact that I'm actually the one who's emotionally unavailable. So, um, and that I was addicted to sex and love like I'm not I'm not a sex addict in that I think about sex all the time I do think I have a pretty high libido but I also don't like I don't always enjoy the act of sex itself I'm I'm mostly about the chase like I really like the chase of things and the intensity that comes with it more than the actual physical thing itself so that's interesting. Um, but I also use like sex as a means to get what I want. And it's a very transactional thing. And um, it's not really like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I haven't had sex in such a long time. It's been like three weeks. It's crazy. So self-honesty is what got me to the point where I was like, I need help. I'm an addict. So I got there. The next step is self-acceptance. This 
I feel like I'm getting there. I'm getting to the point where I hear these voices in the back of my head saying, text him, it's not a big deal. Talk to him, it's not a big deal. And it's not really, but I have the capacity to make it into a bigger deal. It's like, it's very much a snowball effect. You know, we do one thing and it just becomes something so much bigger. And that's, that's where the trouble starts. And it always happens like that. It's not like I don't have self-control. It's not just one drink and I'm okay, right? Another part of this acceptance is being my age. So being 25, I'm at a point where everyone's starting to want to start dating more seriously so that they can settle down, start a family, yada, yada, yada. And I'm on the complete opposite end of that where I'm like, I'm divorced. I have like a sex and love. Like I'm not supposed to be dating anybody right now, like much less get into relationships. So I feel very much like an outsider looking in. Um, But I'm going to try and make the most of this time and just um, pursue, you know, like pursue other interests other than dating, other than being in relationships. And I just have to accept that that's what my life is going to look like for now. And it would be great if one day I could find somebody who's compatible with me and I'm at a place emotionally where um, I can genuinely like learn to love from an un- unconditional place, but I I am not like I'm on step one. Which brings me to living with self integrity, and the way that I see it is you can you can say you want to get better, but at the end of the day, it's your actions that determine whether you are really committed to recovery or you're not. And that's probably the hardest part for me because I feel like it's easy for me to sit here and be like, I'm overcoming this addiction and I'm documenting about it. Like, I think it's really interesting that I'm documenting this journey. And um, I think that there will be a point in my life where I can look back at this point now and be really proud of what, how, you know, how I did start, want, like, wanting better, like, how I wanted to get better. But I also know there's a big possibility of just relapsing, maybe even in the near future. Just because, like, I've been doing this pattern, I've been living this life, for the past seven years, it is like ingrained habits, like patterns of behavior that show up the same way again and again and again. And it doesn't seem very realistic to me, given my bipolar, given my mood swings, given how impulsive I am, despite how hard I try. Like, I find it very hard to believe that I'm gonna just like never engage in destructive behavior again. Like that's totally unrealistic and I think if I set that expectation for myself I'm just gonna end up disappointed and it might 
it might deter me from wanting to restart the recovery process because I, you know, you fuck up and then you just go back to square one. You try again, you try again, you try again. That's the kind of mentality that I want to have. There's no perfecting it. And I have this philosophy because I've dealt with bipolar for the past few years as well. Um, it's very much the same process of being honest with yourself, realizing that you only have limited control and what you do have control of, you need to recognize what that is and do your best to manage your energy in a way that's healthiest for you. So it's, 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 a, it's a minute by minute hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year process. And I have to see it in that way. And I have to see it in the present and stay grounded in the present and just maintain my relationship with God. Cause that's all I have. It's all I have right now. There's a lot of the outside stuff that are, you know, that look fine. You know, I like I am very passionate about things. I have people I love in my life. But if I cannot get my shit together with this sex and love addiction, it doesn't matter because inside I'm still suffering. Inside I'm still whatever confident front I put up inside, I'm hurting. And I don't care so much anymore about how I come off on the outside. I care more about taking care of me on the inside, loving me on the inside. And that's a very vulnerable thing. It's a very scary thing, but I want to do it. I don't want to pretend like I have my shit together. I don't want to pretend like I think this is easy. This is straight up the hardest thing I have ever faced in my life. 100%. That's why I have to come on here and I have to talk about it. I have to write about it. You know, not just poetry, but like share about it. It's that compulsion that used to drive me to oh, my phone. Okay. That compulsion that drove me to be caught up in sex and love addiction. Well, that compulsion hasn't gone away. I just can't behave in the same way anymore. It's very much like bipolar. I can take the medication. It doesn't make the moods go away. I just need to manage it better. So I have all this excess energy. I I have, like, as an individual, I think I was just given a lot of fucking energy or something. Like, I just have so much energy to burn off. And the one good thing about that is in the workplace, I'm, I'm pretty good. Just, I'm a quick learner, um, I adapt really quickly, and like I'm always willing to do more and volunteer. And it's not because I want to, like, I don't, I don't kiss ass, but I just, I have, <laughs> I just have a lot of energy to spare. And if I don't spend it in productive ways, I'm gonna spend that energy in destructive ways. So it's just being really intentional about what you do and being very strategic about how you're going to spend your day. And that's the way I, that's the way I'm kind of setting myself up for success right now. And um, this being able to share about it, being able to talk about it, being able to be open about it is a huge part of my recovery. And I'm, I'm just really grateful that enough, like I feel like people in my life 
care enough about me to want to support me through this. And I feel like at the end of the day, human beings are social are social beings. And people who suffer with mental illnesses or who suffer with addictions find themselves very isolated. And it's this, it's not, it's not just the addiction, it's not just the mental illness that will fuck you up, but it's the fact that you can't share your story with people and that you feel invisible and that you're suffering in silence. Like that's really what does it. And I found out that the more open you are about it, the more honest you are about it to yourself and to others, that's when the process of healing really starts. And I think that people people go through certain traumas in life, not because God wants to fuck you over, but because you are then given the responsibility to go back to where you receive that trauma and and you do the work so that other people don't have to go through what you went through. I think that is one of the main reasons why we're here. And that's love and that's loving in service, living in service. And this idea of service in the name of love, in the name of God, it really, same thing to me. That is the that is the reason we are here. We are not here to make a lot of money. We are not here to become famous. We are not here to be, I don't know, whatever whatever the fuck people think we're meant to be, you know, why we're here, whatever. I truly believe we're here to help each other out. And in my in my own professional life, school was such a big part of like where I felt I didn't have a lot of self-worth and so it's it makes a lot of sense that I'm going back to the education system as a special ed teacher because I want to I want to be the teacher that show these students it doesn't your academic standing your academic achievements does not define your self-worth and having a disability doesn't make you a less valuable person. And it's more than just saying that to them, it's it's through our actions and how we treat them. And I, I know in my heart, I can treat my students regardless of what disabilities they may have. Like I know I can give them that unconditional um, acceptance that they might not receive anywhere else. And I'm only able to do that because I was able to accept myself as a person with mental illness. And I'm not saying that as if I think I'm more special. I, I don't know, bipolar people, bipolar people have can be very grandiose. And I know I'm capable of that. Like there are definitely times when I think I'm the second coming of Jesus. But, uh, but that's weird, right? That's weird. And so when I'm just, I just have to be like, okay, bitch, you're bipolar. And being bipolar hurts people sometimes if you're not careful. I have this responsibility to take better care of myself. Same thing goes with this, the trauma that I went through in my marriage 
and all these relationships and this addiction. I think the part, like, I think the reason why I feel so compelled to share my story, to share this journey with my friends um, or acquaintances is, is this is how I heal. And it's so crazy. And I, 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 like that I'm starting at day five. I'm at day five. It's nothing. It's like not even a week. I had to reset my clock because I fucked up last week. Because I want to show people like I, I'm probably going to relapse. And I think that even if I do, man, I do want to have the courage to be honest about it. Of course, I hope I don't relapse. Of course. But you, can, you only have so much control over things. Because I think we see people who success, who, who have been in recovery for a long time or who are very successful, and we think that that kind of recovery and that kind of success happened overnight, but that's never the case. And it's always the case that you go through so much more failure and you get back up again the next day, that determines how successful you're going to be. And I think that's really powerful because it shows it's not, it's not something about you. It's, it's about how willing you are or how hard you're willing to try and not give up. And everybody is capable of that. Everybody is capable of determin determining how much willpower they have or they want to change their life for the better. And yeah, I mean, I fucking feel it. I feel it so deep. I have so much, I have like, I don't know. I have a lot of fucking resilience and there, there might be, there's a lot of things wrong with me, obviously, but I also have a lot of courage to be able to be so open about something that is so personal and intimate to, to me. And the more I recognize how this is my gift, the more I'm able to appreciate it and not just appreciate it, but share that with other people. And that's really, it's really empowering to be able to do that. So I'm super grateful to God that he's, he was able to get me to a point you know, after many times of humbling me, and there's there will be many more times where I'm where I'm humbled. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Not really. I'm kind of scared, but you know what can you do? But I'm really grateful that God has given me this gift of being able to share my life story with other people. And what He's taught, He's teaching me is take that energy, take that compulsion you have with wanting to merge with another person and and getting a fix. No, take that energy and put it into something productive that can be in service of love to others. And all I can do at this point in my life right now is take it, again, like take it day by day and admit that it's hard admit that I'm not really, I'm not 100% confident, admit my fears, my insecurities, and yet keep going. And I think that's what's the most powerful thing about all of this and just anyone who, anyone who's just willing to be better and willing to always grow, I just have so much respect for them. I'll leave you with this quote. 
Never discourage anyone who continually makes progress no matter how slow. Play them. All right. Love you. Peace and blessings.